All right, welcome to the Turnover NBA podcast. It's Kenny. It's Memorial Day. We're a week in on these on these playoffs. Uh, Alex, how's your playoff experience going so far? It's a lot of basketball in a small amount of time. Um, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. The good thing is a lot of basketball. The bad thing is also a lot of basketball. I feel like that's all I do every day. Now. Yeah, don't you have friends to hang out with now that everyone's back? Not right now. Westbrook's right now friend. my only friends. <laughs> yeah. The only friend is Russell Westbrook. Uh, Eric, how about you? Yeah, it's been a lot of basketball. I feel like this is not our first year doing this, but every year we always get off to a good start, and then we um, we get burnt out by, like, the third round. So <laughs> Kenny's just pacing himself, I guess. Right, Kenny? Yeah. I mean, actually, I feel like I feel like I get burnt out early and then I like recover by the time there's like a really good series going, you know, uh, I feel like I feel like with this first round, I'm a little more picky about who I want to be watching, maybe because of my reduced time. But uh, yeah, I mean, we'll just jump right into it. The, the Knicks are down three to one. It's been a rough, rough time. Not out yet. Not out yet. Uh, maybe Alfred Payton. Maybe there was a right. Maybe there was a reason why he was starting. After all, right? I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's been tough to watch. It was fun to watch their first playoff victory. That was super fun. But I think the bigger issue, you know, has been. I think this Knicks team got really hot from three, and I think the Hawks are actually weirdly enough underrated defensively. Uh, don't get me wrong. Like Trey Young, he's not, he's not, he's very undersized, not a great defender. Everybody knows that, but, um, you've got guys like Capella, Deandre Hunter, you know, they've got a guy who can guard the paint very, very well. Like Capella's played very well. They've done a good job at keeping Julius Randall under control. You know, RJ Barrett has basically disappeared. Like he can't seem to get anything off. So, uh, the Knicks have to figure out a way to put Clint Capella into some trouble um and either that or we're just gonna have to hit a, a ton of threes so but i don't know other other feedback from the Knicks hawk series it's been a, it's yeah can you just some fun games i don't know if uh anybody on the Hawks is stopping julius randall i feel like julius randall is just stopping himself um but that's besides the point what do you mean by that <laughs> okay like you have to understand every every julius randall shot looks like a bad shot Okay. Even when he was playing well, it still looks like a bad shot, but it would just, it would go in. Um, Yeah, I think, uh, no, I think you're right. The overall, the overall takeaway is that I think the Hawks are just a much more, or they have more talent on their team, um, especially from like an offensive standpoint. Uh, But I don't know, Kenny, I I think that you guys are still in this series. And I say that because you have home court advantage. Um, And if you can grab the next win, uh, I think, you know, that that'll be a big one. And the games have been really close in the garden. Uh, watching those games have been so fun. It, it makes me want to go to a Knicks game. Yeah, and you can go. You can go to a Knicks game. And can I, though? It's like 800 a, bucks. A, to attempt get to spit on Trey Young for some reason. Just put, it on, put it on the company card. <laughs> uh, Alex, have you been watching the Hawks and Knicks at all? Uh, I've been watching some of the games. Um, I don't know if I don't know if the Knicks will win another one. I I feel like because the one that the Knicks did win, like that was when like the Hawks had like 
a pretty like atrocious third quarter i think this yeah, like the, super super imploded. lengthy drought in which nobody's shot was going down and uh at least for me personally i feel like i'm underrating the hawks where it's like uh i don't know they have a pretty good team around them and so uh i don't think it's a matter of like the knicks playing super poorly i think it's a matter of like the hawks are a pretty decent team yeah yeah i mean they're they're really talented offensively i think the knicks just needed a third player to step up like rj barrett only scored like three points in that in that last game is pretty pretty awful pretty awful to watch so we need like you know Derek rose and and randall i mean randall randall needs to get back to being julius randall but there does need to be like bigger contributions from the rest of the team because the last couple of games have been uh kind of atrocious but you know i i'm not out yet on on this next team i think they i think if they can put the pieces together but yeah the the hawks just have so many shot creators and three-point shooters it's uh, it's really something to watch offensively. And I'm glad, I'm glad they made the playoffs this year because for a little bit, we were a little worried about how that Hawks project seemed to be going. Uh, but I'll pass it off to, to either of y'all, which, you know, if y'all want to highlight a playoff series that you have been following very closely. I can, I can go. I've been watching the Blazers Nuggets. I feel like they, they always have a series against each other. Um, it's been it's been very interesting uh i feel like my thoughts about my blazers have oscillated quite wildly depending on their most recent performance uh just because i don't know that's kind of just how that team really is like when all the shots are going down and they kind of found a rhythm and everyone's supporting and kind of uh playing their part playing aggressively they look really really good and then like it is one of those things where like if they feel demoralized or like in, in one case when like Nurk was in foul, uh, foul trouble really early on, that team kind of just collapses. And like, uh, I think the Nuggets are also a team that's really good at capitalizing on that. Um, and so I think because of that combination, we see this back and forth in which like when, when um, the Blazers shots aren't going in, it really looks like, you know, they're done for, I think like after game three, uh, it was, I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we need to blow up this Blazers team. This is not working. But then like the next game, they were just like super aggressive, explosive. They were like fantastic, even though Damian Lillard had a bad game. And I'm like, okay, this, this team can go all the way. Yeah. So, I mean, how did they pull off that, that, you know, they tied the series, you know, when things looked a little hopeless for a minute. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like playing into like a lot of times, um, you know, with how they craft the narrative, it's always like, oh, they're playing with like more aggression and they like want it more. And I'm like, I don't really know what that means. I feel like they always want to win at like any of these teams. Well, sometimes they um, want it a little less, you know. Little... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Dave's so stomach so hurt a little that day. I guess it's one of those things where like that doesn't really say much. I, I will say like um, Powell really stepped up. He had a fantastic game uh nurk um he played his best game yet he was like very aggressive on defense uh and and Jokic but honestly the biggest reason was that Jokic just had a pretty pretty bad game and this is kind of rare for him like 
I was kind of surprised because I'm so used to seeing Jokic basically make every shot he he shoots. And so he didn't have a great game. And this Nuggets team without Murray, when Jokic is not, you know, um, playing well, like there, there's really nobody else to really step up, to be honest. Like uh, Michael Porter Jr. has not been the answer so far. But like if they're able to get him going, that could be the, the X factor. But w- without him, I, I do think um, this series – is probably still going to be in the Blazers' favor. Um, Blazers' I think favor? The, just favor. I don't know. This Blazers team is – it's one of those things where, like, once you go past the starting five, it, it gets kind of iffy. Um, and I'm just not sure if, like, anybody's able to kind of fill in and then kind of step up. Yeah, this isn't a team I've seen a lot play – um, or this matchup, really. Alex, if you had to pick one X factor from each each team, um, who do you think are the important players going forward? Yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, I don't expect Damian Lillard to have. Uh, I expect he's going to have, uh, you know, improve his, his shooting after the poor performance last time. And CJ, someone that kind of consistently gets you like twenty, thirty points and kind of keeps you in it. Uh, so I think I'm going to, once again, I think it's either going to be Powell or more importantly, honestly, it's just Nurkic really, because he was really, um, bothering Jokic and kind of, uh, I think that extra attention really does a lot just because, yeah, like I said, the Nuggets really don't have that many more folks, um, or a lot of them have to, no matter, even if they're contributing, they have to play off of what Jokic does. Uh, I think on like the Nuggets side, uh, it will be Michael Porter Jr. Because like he's been held to, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what his last game was, but there, there are games in which like he has single digit contributions and that really just can't happen um, if they yeah. want to win. It's been and really disappointing going forward. Super yeah. disappointing to watch Nuggets the last couple games, just not playing well and relying on guys like Austin Rivers to shoot them, you know, into victory. So I don't know. I still favor the Nuggets, but I feel like they might just get crushed by whoever they play in the next round, unless like Will Barton is really ready to go. So, yeah, it's been kind of disappointing, but I expect Jokic to step it up and, and finish off the this Blazers team. It's my my prediction. Um, yeah, we we'll, we'll see. And uh, <laughs> Eric, what about you? What's your Let's talk. Uh, I'm gonna guess the Clippers and Mavs have been. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that's a fun series. I've been watching that one a lot, and uh, the Lakers Suns. Oh yes. Uh, which is another thing entirely. Uh, but yeah, let's start with Mavs Celtics. Um, Clippers. Mavs Clippers. Mavs Clippers. Sorry. Um, I was predicting the NBA Finals here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, Tatum's uh, just gonna have a great, great couple of games. Yeah, I mean, it looked for a while like the Mavs were just gonna, you know, sweep, sweep the Clippers on this. Did anybody else feel like that? That's that's, that's how these playoffs happen. You, that's how you separate the the true basketball fans from the, uh, you know, from from the casuals. Um, I guess is it? But yeah, I, I, I feel I, like I even just, if you were a true fan, um, Clippers were not looking. <laughs> I mean, they lost both at home. And then at the start of the third game, uh, initially, the Mavs were up like, I don't know, 
double digits. Yeah, that start was ridiculous. Like, and I was like, I have never seen a team so deflated and done for. And then they didn't. They, they fought didn't go back. Down. You got it. Yeah, you got to give them credit. Um, I think this is essentially everybody was counting them out at that. You know, whatever it was like the first quarter. Um, it was like, oh shit, you know, they're going to melt down again, but they fought back and Kawhi's like gone nuclear again. He looks like Raptors Kawhi. Um, and Paul George, to his credit, he's, you know, attacking the rim every chance he can get. Um, I think really though, what I'm just, uh, very disappointed about is, uh, Chris Stapps Porzingis. (laughs) So somebody that's, you know, Kenny is familiar with, with disappointment in, um, but, you know, I, I picked the Mavs, and I still like the Mavs, but it's hard for them to win when, you know, Luka Doncic has to be, like, the driver of everything on their offense. Um, I don't know. What are you guys seeing out there? Yeah, I mean, it, it was just so disappointing that the Mavs couldn't put this team away, like, considering how much they were up by. And, you know, they were getting whatever shot they wanted. And I guess like the Clippers, they did their due, they did their due diligence and they, 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 they finally took out poor Zubac who's getting roasted. Like, I don't know how many step back threes that was, but that was, that was ridiculous. It was like, please pull him out of the game. Like, I understand what the Clippers are doing by letting people switch, right? Like you can do that, but you can't do that with Zubac on the floor. Cause I don't know. Well, I think, I don't know. I, yeah. I no, they've knows. gone, they've gone super small. The, the Clippers. Right. And uh, the Mavs actually did something interesting. They like put Boban out there instead of also going small. Didn't, didn't exactly work. It worked for the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I agree minute. with you that, that Porzingis has been like a major disappointment because it's like, hey, you know, we're expecting you to, to, to get some shots off, to dominate. You know, Porzingis can't really post anyone up. You know, like he had so many size mismatches where you're just like, oh, he's totally going to post them up and shoot them, but he really can't. And, and then you're just like, okay, well, if you're not going to post up, you better have some other aspect of your game. Because we know that Porzingis has a, has a decent face-up game, right? But he just wasn't really, you know, put in a position to do that. And and I think the, the Mavs, they just kind of get by on like hot three-point shooting. And when that's not happening, then the only plan B is Luka Doncic. And if they have nothing else, then... I, you know, they kind of don't have that many options, right? Yeah. I think so. after game two, I saw a lot of like, Tim Hardaway is the future. And I'm like, that's no. the thing with Tim Hardaway. He gets, he's super streaky. Yeah. You know, he's, he he's not a, yeah. He's not like a star. He's not an all star. He's, he's a good role player. Um, but you right. can't be relying on Tim Hardaway for, you know, 20 points a game. It's just yeah. not realistic. And if the Clippers really have this together, you know, scary scary what i saw in that game like yeah. how Kawhi was Kawhi was like Kawhi only missed like two shots at one point yeah you know he's been i think the the problem with Kawhi is i don't injuries are like fatigue and health is is always an issue with him right so like he can go on these stretches but i want to see it deep into the playoff uh playoffs run yeah well eric are you still sticking with the mass you still has or has your belief been Maps, shaken? baby, Luca always. <laughs> Alex, what about you? I think I think I, the Clippers, mm, the Clippers are gonna win. The recency uh, I bias. Think, I think the oh, I mean maybe, but 
I think the Mavs might be able to take one more game and then it could extend it to, to a seven game series. But uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Luca's um, shoulder is. Um, but I don't know if they have that many options is the thing. Like, what can you, what can you really switch up here? Right. Like, I think that's, that's kind of the problem. I, I think mean, like think a is, free agency and the draft wise. Right. But I think for this series, they're kind of they're kind of stuck with what they have. That I think that's what's concerning. Like, you know, Clippers made some adjustments that I think were like really good, giving Man more minutes. Uh, giving Brady Jackson more. got a lot of minutes. Um, yeah, not playing Patrick Beverly. Um, a lot of that has helped, and it's like I don't know if you know what you can really do with the uh, the Mavs and especially when like Luca sits for just a minute or two, like a KP kind of uh, squad just can't really do anything really. Like Kawhi makes every bucket look like a layup. Nothing is slowing him down right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's, that's the bigger, the even the, the other issue we didn't talk about was like, they don't have a Kawhi stopper or anyone who can, or at least in that game. Oof. Oof. Yeah. So. I think uh, as the series goes on, Kleber is really starting to, why is Kleber guarding out. Kawhi? That's what I want. I mean, to he's their only. He's their only. I like, feel like I feel like Finney Smith has a much better chance at. I don't think Finney Smith is strong enough. Um, I mean, no one is, but yeah, yeah, that's true. They have to find someone something else because Kleber was nothing. He was like, I I really was surprised they didn't adjust, make any big adjustment with Kleber because Kleber was getting pushed around like so easily. Um, yeah, I just, was having a decent game too. He was like in threes, but he was just like, yeah. I just, I mean, I just, I don't think anybody else on that team is capable of guarding. Kawhi. Maybe you go with someone smaller. I don't know. Jalen Brunson. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe it's gonna have to be Luca. What about Dwight Powell? Maybe they should play him more. That's an option. At at this point, they should just. Yeah, they gotta consider something. <laughs> but um I, I don't know. I think um I think part of it is just like you you know, like like you said, they, they got hot in those first two games and they were hitting threes like crazy. Um maybe it's just they gotta hit more threes. Um, at at the end of the day, you hit enough threes, you'll win you'll win the game. Um I, I still think oof, I I I still like the Mavs. I still wanna see if they can make an adjustment. I feel like they still should have more tricks up their sleeve. It would be really depressing if the Clippers are the better team. I mean, yes, they. Well, we'll see if Kawhi can. But it, it, yeah, it will be tough to win either. You know, four in a row, or you know, get get two out of the next three. Right. Uh, Real quick, Lakers Suns. Two two. I I was I was beginning to quake in fear of my Suns prediction after the Lakers kind of put a beat down on them but now you know Andy Davis went out injured and the son you know Chris Paul all of a sudden his shoulder looks good yeah why did he how did he heal like that I a lot of extra ice I don't know it's um it's been fun to see the Suns be able to 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 step up because yeah the last couple of games where Booker was kind of having a bad attitude and like um you know Frank Kaminsky was on the floor way too much. I want to talk a little bit about DeAndre Ayton because he's like maybe the one of the best big men in the NBA. And 
I'm hoping that more people are talking about that after this playoff run because he has like the best hands I've ever seen in a while. Like he'll catch anything and he's able to pass at, you know, out of the post effectively. I was super impressed with what I saw from Aiden. And, you know, that's the big reason why Davis needs to get back because Andre Drum is just getting cooked and, you know, Montrez is not going to see any minutes either. Yeah. I think defensively Aiden is, is uh, really proving himself, you know, as the primary defender on Davis and then just rim protection. Um, I feel like on offense, they're they're not asking him to do too much, but he's great at what they ask him to do. I think I saw he's like shooting eighty percent from the field, um, and yeah, he's been great. But um, let's not doubt LeBron here, guys. I think I think we all know what's going to happen. I, LeBron had a great game, but they still, you know, he had a pretty good game, but they still lost last game. You know, I, I guess the question is, Eric, like, do you think LeBron can like still, you know, without Anthony Davis, can LeBron still? take you know lead this lakers team to to victory yes i know i'm kidding i have i have very large concerns um nobody can hit a shot kcp is out which you know is like kcp actually very important to this he's like their best shooter which is kind of sad to say uh kuzma can't hit a shot even though he's you know really like he's getting out there and putting an effort on the defensive end um LeBron is not himself, and uh, yeah, this team is—it's rocky, but I'm still I'm rocking with LeBron always. I guess they don't have that Rondo figure to kind of help guide them through some, you know, some of those tougher times. But but Alex, as, as the resident Kuzma expert, is is this really is this really who Kyle Kuzma is? I feel I I just don't understand him. It's been this, this so many be, years by now. This might be what Kyle Kuzma is. He I totally mean, did that thing again where someone scored on him and he tried to like go down the court and score by himself. He totally did that again. And I was like <laughs> the the best part is like LeBron James body language when Kuzma does stuff. Where I feel like <laughs> Yeah. It's this Lakers team is kind of a kind of a mess, uh, and LeBron James doesn't look a hundred percent. And yeah, eighty is for sure not coming back the next game. I kind of doubt he'll come back this series, but they're they're saying there is a chance. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This the Sun Suns team is pretty good, but with that said, this is also kind of their first playoffs, and we we do kind of see when these series get longer that usually I feel the team with more experience, they're able to kind of uh, eke out, you know, a victory there. And I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather not doubt LeBron until I'm, I'm proven wrong. And then, and then we'll go from there because it's just one of those things where, yeah, I don't know. All eyes will be on game five. That's for sure. Yeah. I think like there's still, I think there's still options for the Lakers, right? Like, like uh, Schroeder is still like a good scorer. Maybe he makes up some points for the next two games. I think Harrell, he's been largely like not playing at all, um, but maybe like a spark off the bench. Gasol is also like a solid, you know, plug-in option to at least spot up some minutes that Davis is not playing. Um, so I think there's like options for the Lakers out there and there's like, different strategies they can use. It's just, um, it's just, does LeBron have enough 
you know, in the tank after an injury, like an injured season and, you know, however many years in the yeah. NBA. I mean, but take I it like, like Chris Paul, you know, Devin I feel like LeBron likes that. <laughs> I feel like he gets energized by That's great the hate that he's getting. That's greatness. That oh, just makes goodness. him better. He's already queuing up the hashtags. Yeah, I, I, I just – yeah, I feel like the personnel is not super encouraging, but it is still a LeBron-led team, and I feel like the defensive schemes that they've been, you know, using and playing throughout are still there, and that's valuable. Right. And it's, so, it's two games. They got to win two games, not four, not three, just two, and I think they yeah. could steal two. So I do think I, it'll be a closer one, though, with, with um, AD out. I mean, AD is huge because, like we've said in the past, like Lakers a lot of times win or lose – based on AD's aggressiveness and performance, right? And so I, I do think it matters. But um, I don't know. The, the, the Suns team isn't like a, you know, invincible, like, you know. I think they're a good team. I don't know if they're a great team is how Oof. I feel. Yeah, Oof. especially with Chris Paul, you know, he's, he's not what he was right now. He's not what he was in the regular season. Did you right see now. the last game, though? Uh, like – I think you're, you're able to summon Zero that turnovers. for like a couple minutes at a time, but I think he absorbed yeah. 80s power. Uh, <laughs> of course. Um, I will say I'm, I'm concerned about Devin Booker. Devin Booker like hasn't necessarily been the consistent s- star that we've needed, especially in those, especially in those Lakers wins. So I don't know. I, this is, this is probably going to be the best series to watch apart from the Mavs Clippers one. Maybe. Um, I don't know. We've got so much, so many competitive series happening right now. Um, yeah, I know we're going, uh, uh, we've talked a bunch, but I know there's other series we didn't talk about. So I wanted y'all to feel free to jump in and highlight anything. We've got uh, Celtics nets that have been happening, you know, someone throwing water bottles at Kyrie. <laughs> uh, we've got this wizard Sixers series that Alex is telling us is actually really intriguing um <laughs> i didn't i didn't i don't know if the series is intriguing i'm happy i'm happy the wizards are in the playoffs we're uh, seeing some hack of ben simmons right now we're in the middle of the fourth quarter i guess right um by the time you're hearing this you'll know whether the wizards have been swept or they're able to steal this this game four um i'm just happy that Rui and gafford's getting some playoff experience i do want to mention the grizzlies uh jazz series i don't you know i don't think the grizzlies are going to win the series but john morant has been super impressive i think he's he's i think after you know after the season i'm going to follow the grizzlies a lot closer like they're they're just such a fun team john morant's incredible he keeps he, he keeps trying to poster gobert i hope he does get one in <laughs> i don't know i just that energy is just really exciting uh, and I, I think, you know, the Jazz is a good team. I think. I mean, Ja uh, is pretty much Russell Westbrook 2.0, right? In a lot of ways. Is that unfair? Explosiveness, but I think he's he's more, he has better pace. Like, he has, like, that start-stop acceleration. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's already, like, a better off-ball player than Westbrook, too. Like, he's a good cutter. Um, he just He doesn't just, like, stand around. So, I don't know. I like John Moran a lot. Um, that guy, he put up 47 points in his second playoff game. You, you did call it. You did call there was no sweep, that no sweep was going to happen. 
Um, um, I predicted, yeah, upset vibes. Um, but now that Mitchell's back, this Utah team's <laughs> uh, much better. But I don't know. I, I still don't <laughs> think they're that great. Uh, but yeah, it's still I, Utah at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah. You know. But yeah, that's a good shout out, Alex. Um, I think I don't really have much to say about Celtics Nets, but I do want to say I'm excited for Bucks Nets uh, because I think the Bucks are finally starting to do some things right um, after they a couple of years just, of losses. They absolutely killed the Heat. Destroyed them. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Destroyed them. They like they killed the 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 Eastern Conference champions. It was it wasn't even close. Oh my goodness. I watched like most of those games and it was a, it was an absolute beatdown. Like Bam Adebayo wasn't his wasn't doing the things he was doing last year. Jimmy Butler couldn't 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 make anything happen. Tyler Hero just looked like a you know, Tyler Hero was was awful. There's there's no way around it. Um, yeah, what happened he, to Butler? I mean, last year we were like, yeah, this guy's like a top ten player, and this playoffs was not the same. It turns out Drew Holiday is, is really, really, really good. Yeah, but yeah, I think defensively the Bucks, the Bucks have looked amazing. Like, yeah, this has been great performances. Like, they don't have any weak defenders, you know, and they're able they play team defense even better than last year. So I do think part of it is the Heat are playing a lot worse, but at the same time, this Bucks defense was just was just so dominant, right? Especially yeah. like that. I mean, it's been said a hundred gazillion times, but Drew Holiday being thrown in there, right? Um, also, yeah, just, PJ so Tucker, big. PJ Tucker has gives them the ability to switch a little bit more, play Giannis at five too. I think whereas in the past it's been Brooke Lopez really. Um, so yeah, I think. They've got the personnel this year, and uh, this Nets team, uh, this Nets Bucks matchup, I think is going to be really fun. Maybe they the have best the personnel series. to guard the Nets. Yeah, like they can play defense on that Nets team. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Unfortunately, Dante DiVincenzo is out for the playoffs, but uh, we're seeing uh, Bryn, a lot of Bryn Forbes, <laughs> Spurs legend Bryn. Yes, Forbes. he's been playing really great. So um, we'll see what happens there. Um, did we talk about every series? Was that every series? Or, we, or have we ignored, have we horribly ignored somebody? I think, we, I think I that's a couple seconds on everybody. Yeah, that's good. Um, another news like everything else that's been making the headlines is that the fans have gone ballistic. The fans have they've been cooped up for too long, I guess. The rate, yeah, the, when you get cooped up for too long, the racist energy just. It just needs somewhere to go. <laughs> just builds up and needs to release somewhere. I'm just yeah. like, is I don't know. I'm just surprised we haven't heard more of this before. But I Yeah. The weird part is, I mean, it's not weird, but I feel like I heard more outrage today about Kyrie stepping on the Celtics logo than I did about a that was water some of the bottle. dumbest discourse I've yeah. ever <laughs> I was like, I've ever read. Like, it's a logo, guys. Come on. <laughs> like, I didn't even know it was such a sacred thing plus it's also the logo on the floor in which everyone steps over <laughs> but he right. gave it a good shoe shine that is the <laughs> definition of a floor like that's its role it knows it's its lucky role. leprechaun guys you can't it's an attack on irish heritage you know gosh um yeah i don't know some awful behavior and it's like a reminder that like yay the fans are back things are going back to normal but 
oh yeah people are horrible so um that's been unfortunate to to watch and i don't know we're just gonna hope that there are no more high profile incidents after this but i don't know things things seem to just keep heating up but uh the league has been pretty or at least the yeah the nba has been relatively harsh in terms of handing out lifetime bans and and whatnot but still it's really bizarre that that's kind of become a storyline throughout this playoffs okay yeah fun question <laughs> uh kenny if you were in new york how much would you spend right now to go to a madison square garden game not that much you know what i don't know I, <sighs> Who knows when you guys are going to get back here? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. This is, this is the start of a dynasty. <laughs> I'm just saving up. I'm just saving up for when we have a championship level team. That's when I'm going to buy the tickets. That's, oh, that's oh, the real so next. So next year. <laughs> uh, uh, I would probably, I don't know. I'm going to look up the prices right now, actually. Y'all, y'all. Uh, yeah. I'll keep talking. I want. I'm curious. I'm, I'll say. Uh, I'll say the fascinating thing for me living out here is um, the Brooklyn Nets. We all agree have probably the most ta- one of the most talented teams ever assembled. You know, great mm-hmm. shot to win the chip. Nobody gives a fuck about them out here. <laughs> like nobody talks about the Nets. Everything's about. Look, all I'll about say them. is um, Andrew Yang is a uh, Brooklyn Brooklyn Nets fan. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah. The, yeah. The Nets just don't have a brand, period. And I think like we should we should do a Nets special because there's a lot to get into about like I feel like so many NBA franchises are already super artificial, you know, because of the franchise system. Like no one actually owns a team. Like they're all owned by the NBA. It's like a cartel. Right. But the Brooklyn Nets just seem particularly artificial, fake, gentrifying Brooklyn. They have a beautiful stadium, but they just have no no history and unfortunately getting jay-z to be your part owner isn't really the fix to that yeah Uh, are the are the nets comparable to the clippers in that way probably yeah Yeah, but it'd be like if the lakers were trash i guess the knicks aren't trash (laughs) but I don't know. It's just weird. I guess it's probably yeah, the exact same thing. It's sim- it's similar, but I would say like Brooklyn has another. I guess Brooklyn managed to open up their stadium. Um, it's it's all very state of the art, but yeah, there's no. But Clippers has that Balmer money, and I feel like I only bring it up because I feel like Clippers, uh, at least more recently, like they've kind of tried to go for this like were the authentic LA were kind of like cool and a bit gritty and also this like right. black and white aesthetic that I think Brooklyn sometimes uses too of like oh we're like the real gritty city experience like I feel like there's overlap in terms of like what the branding is which I think goes into a little bit of what you said about like you know who really owns this team and like perhaps it is people kind of seeing through that where it's like, you can't just artificially kind of inject culture or tradition into this uh, to kind of catch up or replicate what 
you know, the Lakers or the Knicks might, might mean to each respective city. Yeah. And, and I think the Clippers have been in LA for a long time, even though they had a reputation of like horrible losers, they're there for a while. And the, net, the Nets are still relatively quote unquote, like new to New York in a lot of ways. And like everybody in New York knows, you know, it was always about the Knicks. Like the Knicks are the legacy team, but the Nets were like in Jersey. The Nets were like really terrible. Like, I, I don't know, pretty bad. But what if, um, if, if the Nets win at all, do you think that would change? No, no. <laughs> I no. really don't. Think I don't know. So. I think, I think if the Nets win at all, like Bill Simmons's brain will explode by the whole like player empowerment you know, individ- you know, fans just follow players now, and the Brooklyn Nets would be kind of the perfect representation for that, right? Because yeah. no one follows the Brooklyn Nets, but hey, KD, you know, Kyrie, James Harden, like as individual players, people are fans of them, but no one, apart from Andrew Yang, is is, is the fan. Yeah, because forget Travis Scott. Because I would. Uh... <laughs> I would argue Kyrie and KD, they're they're some of the most followed like players, right? That have like dedicated fan bases just revolving around like them as athletes and as celebrities. And so I feel like if with that the Nets are still not building up, you know, momentum as a as a team or fan base, um, I don't know what they would need to do in order to change that. I think that they would have to stay there in the long term. I think we'd have to see like, you know, Kyrie, Katie, and James Harden stay there for for a good like, maybe maybe just I think just because this is the first year, like it still feels weird. But I'm sure if we get fast forward like you know three or four or five years from now, and they still if they still have at least one of those one of those guys on that team, you know, they'll have a much stronger identity, uh, almost like how the the Thunder were kind of a new franchise team, but you know they had that young core for such a long time. Well. I almost wonder if they somehow lost some of it because like, I don't know, like the D'Lo, Jared Allen, Levert, the young Nets, like they were fun. That was such a fun I team. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, um, but they, you know, they didn't win that Scraps it essentially. Yeah, but perhaps, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to build a fan base. I mean, if you're the I, owner, just... but yeah, I don't know if you make a fan base without getting stars in though either you know maybe but I'm, I'm just arguing the same thing where it's like we can see through the nets pouring in money to get that jay-z endorsement and like build up kind of a reputation and like bringing in stars can do something similar too where like you're not it, it, it's not organically building up longer term fan base and it's more just this kind of quick turnaround quick adding stars where it's like they don't they don't even feel like, you know, the Nets. They're just these players on, on this team. But perhaps, you know, with time, you know, either either way can change. I mean, I guess that's why the Bucks are kind of the perfect foil for the Nets in this upcoming round. Assume, you know, assuming the Celtics don't, you know, pull, pull something Don't even, off. let's cut that. We don't even you know that. I, I, I mean, we, they're still in it. The Celtics <laughs> are still in it. Lucky Leprechaun, still in it, you know. Um, Leprechaun will get his revenge in the end. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't know what maybe... that means. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little dark. I guess. So. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe Kemba, Kemba, you know, takes off. But yeah, I don't know. It'd be. I think the Nets are a perfect villain team for the Bucks to to fight. And obviously, I think the larger audience is going to be on the on Team Bucks, the small town. 
Giannis has shown his loyalty, yada, yada, yada. Drew Holiday never played on a big market team, all this other stuff. So we'll have to see you by next week. Um, any other spicy thoughts before we close out today? I think that was it. Wizards got to win. The Wizards got to win, baby. Um, That's all that matters. The cheapest tickets in Madison Square Garden. Oh, okay. Anyone want to take a guess? Cheapest tickets. These are the cheapest. 250 250 Alex, what about you? Uh, 300 It is $213 to sit in oh, Section man. 4 of Madison Square bad. Garden. I slightly knew that because I was looking it up the other day. <laughs> so I was like, should I go? Maybe you should go, Eric. I think uh, journalistic man, those integrity. Games those games are fun. Though. They do look fun. I think yeah, the energy go. seems incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's uh, it's just gonna cost you. That's why I want the Knicks to win, Kenny. I want to see a Knicks 76ers matchup because <laughs> it's possible that both bur- uh, buildings get burned down. <laughs> uh. Uh, I mean, you never, you never know. Hey, there's a couple lower bowl sections for uh, a little under 300. Uh, but yeah, I guess this all depends on your life choices. But as as basketball fans, we love spending money on tickets, right? So just throw that out there. Um, all right. Well, if that's it, you can count us out. We'll be back next week. Three, two, one. Turnover. 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 <laughs>